faculty characteristics in failing to fail in clinical clerkships published in medical education 2022 56 colon 634 to 640 authors jennifer swales megana gadgill heath goodrum reshmi gupta muhammad robber elmer bernstam abstract introduction in the context of competency-based medical education Poor student performance must be accurately documented to allow learners to improve and to protect the public. However, faculty may be reluctant to provide evaluations that could be perceived as negative, and clerkship directors report that some students pass who should have failed. Student perception of faculty may be considered in faculty promotion, teaching awards, and leadership positions. Therefore, faculty of lower academic rank may perceive themselves to be more vulnerable and therefore be less likely to document poor student performance. This study investigated faculty characteristics associated with low performance evaluations, LPE. Methods. The authors analyzed individual faculty evaluations of medical students who completed the third year clerkships over 15 years using a generalized mixed regression model to assess the association of evaluator academic rank with livelihood of an LPE. Other available factors related to experience or academic vulnerability were incorporated, including faculty age, race, ethnicity, and gender. Results. The authors identified 50,120 evaluations by 585 faculty on 3,447 students between January 2007 and April 2021. Faculty were more likely to give LPEs at the midpoint, 4.9%, compared with the final 1.6% evaluation. Odds ratio, 4.004, 95% confidence interval, 3.59 and 4.53. P-value, less than 0.001. The likelihood of LPE decreased significantly during the 15-year study period. Odds ratio, 0.94, 95% confidence interval, 0.9 and 0.97 p-value less than 0.01. Full professors were significantly more likely to give an LPE than assistant professors. Odds ratio, 1.62, 95% confidence interval, 1.08 and 2.43, p-value 0.02. Women were more likely to give LPEs than men. Odds ratio, 1.88, 95% confidence interval, 1.37 and 2.58, P-value, 0.01. Other faculty characteristics, including race and experience, were not associated with LPE. Conclusions. The number of LPEs decreased over time, and senior faculty were more likely to document poor medical student performance compared with assistant professors. Introduction. 1. Competency-Based Medical Education, CBME, promotes patient safety by requiring students to demonstrate proficiency before they can progress. In this way, critical event reporting begins in medical school, protecting patients by identifying underperforming future physicians and allowing them the opportunity to improve before impacting clinical care. Furthermore, medical school evaluations are considered an important predictor of residency success and are thus weighted heavily in the residency selection process. Despite their key role in medical education and career development, medical student clerkship grade reporting varies greatly between institutions, depending on the grading scale used and even across rotations within a clerkship.
Evaluations can be vulnerable to influence based on the gender and race of students. Moreover, clerkship director survey data suggests a persistent national pattern of grade inflation, although no clear explanation for this exists. Faculty may be reluctant to document substandard clerkship performance. Notably, a recent meta-analysis identified faculty professional concerns as a major reason for failure to fail. In recent years, medical student evaluations of faculty have become an important factor in faculty promotion. An important gap in our current understanding of medical student clerkship evaluations is the impact of evaluator characteristics like faculty rank, gender, and race. Data have demonstrated that women and minorities in academia overall are held to higher and different standards for promotion, and that evaluations by medical students are impacted by the gender and race of the faculty member. Prior research with trainees has demonstrated reciprocity, both positive and negative, in faculty and resident evaluations, but there is little data for medical students. Previous studies have investigated the barriers to failing a student, but faculty demographics and rank were excluded. We hypothesized that junior faculty were less likely to submit low-performance evaluations, LPEs, perhaps due to perceived vulnerability to negative repercussions prior to promotion. Junior faculty could also be generally less experienced and less confident in their evaluation skills. We thought faculty gender, race, and ethnicity would be important modifiers given the known disparities in academic rank, as well as variability in student evaluations of faculty. To test these hypotheses, we analyzed a large data set with more than a decade of medical student clerkship evaluations from a large academic medical center in the southern U.S. Accurately assessing a student who needs remediation requires faculty to both, one, be able to identify the substandard behavior, and two, be willing to verbalize or document it. In the study, we could not assess the accuracy of assessment and instead focused on the second component, willingness to document. Evaluating the two components separately may suggest unique interventions to improve accuracy. Part 2. Method Faculty evaluations of medical students during third-year clerkships completed over a 15-year period from a single institution were analyzed. The study has been approved by the Committee for the Protection of Human Subjects under Protocol HSC-SBMI-190385. All midpoint and final faculty evaluations for five of seven core third-year clerkships, family medicine and community medicine, internal medicine, pediatrics, psychiatry, and neurology were included. Surgery and obstetrics and gynecology were excluded because the faculty complete evaluations in aggregate for those clerkships, i.e. the evaluation reflected input from multiple faculty members. Evaluations completed by clinical instructors were excluded because they were small in number in only one department. To identify faculty willing to document inadequate student performance, we defined LPEs as evaluations where the faculty instructor determined that the student did not meet expectations either at the midpoint or at the final evaluation of the clerkship. Final evaluation forms varied over the 15-year period of the study, with differing numbers of question items per form. Questions were either binary, e.g., do you have any serious concerns about this student's ethical or professional behavior, yes, no, or had a five-point Likert scales for assessment of clerkship competencies. Midpoint evaluations also varied across the 15-year study period, but consisted of binary scale questions, yes, no, though through which faculty could indicate if the student was meeting or failing to meet expectations in a number of competency areas. We manually reviewed the evaluation forms completed each year to determine what answers defined LPE for that form. We defined LPE for a student through one or more of the following. One, a midpoint evaluation indicated the student failed to meet expectations in one or more competency areas. Two, flagged for unethical behavior on the midpoint or final evaluation. 
3, an overall failing grade on the final evaluation when an overall question existed in the evaluation form, defined as a value of 1 or 2 on a 5-point Likert scale. And 4, one or more scores below the center score on any Likert scale for performance, e.g. a value of 1 or 2 on a 5-point Likert scale, on the final evaluation. All forms were independently reviewed by the researchers, and despite variability among forms, the anchors for these values consistently indicated inadequate performance, anchors used in the evaluation forms available in supplemental materials. For example, level 2 performance across several forms was indicated with the following. Minimal level of basic skills, needs work on interviews and PE, little progress during clerkship. Notes somewhat incomplete. Does not perform mental status exam relevant to the patient's complaints and overlooks some abnormal findings. For each rotation, faculty were asked to complete evaluations for students they had supervised. Each student moved through multiple evaluation sessions over the course of their third-year clerkships, and most faculty evaluated multiple students over the 15 years of the study. Students could request specific faculty, but such requests were not always granted. Most assignments were random. We assessed the association of a faculty evaluator's rank, assistant, associate, or full professor, with the likelihood of submitting an LPE as defined above. Faculty characteristics included academic rank, gender, race, ethnicity, age, and experience giving evaluations. Student demographic data were not available. We distinguished faculty rank from experience using an experience score. This was calculated for each faculty member at the time of each evaluation submitted by that faculty member as a count of the number of evaluations completed by that faculty member within our data set. For example, faculty completing their 19th evaluation of a student would be assigned an experience value of 19 for that evaluation and a value of 25 for the 25th evaluation. We grouped experience as a categorical variable, with low experience defined as an experience score of less than or equal to 50, middle experience as greater than 50 but less than or equal to 100, and high experience as greater than 100 at the time of evaluation. Although this strategy may underestimate the experience of senior faculty with a significant number of evaluations completed prior to the study period, all faculty will begin at the start and have an opportunity to enter the same number of evaluations at each level over the course of the study. As time progressed over the 15 years of the study and new faculty were added, their new evaluation numbers mean 2,134.9 per year, far exceeded the false startup effect of evaluation submitted by more senior faculty prior to study start. A categorical variable was necessary to conserve statistical power given the low frequency of LPEs and faculty of each rank in our sample. We calculated descriptive statistics for continuous variables as, mean and, as medians and standard deviations, SD. Categorical variables were calculated as frequencies and percentages. Given the repeated measures hierarchical data structure, we utilized a generalized mixed regression model having binary distribution and logistical link function with unstructured covariance. Students' evaluations were nested within faculty evaluators, and evaluators were nested within a rotation. The outcome variable for all models was a binary variable for each evaluation, indicating LPE versus not. We, va we evaluated the role of faculty gender, faculty age, faculty race, faculty ethnicity, experience giving evaluations, calendar year of evaluation, as well as an interactive effects between faculty gender, race, ethnicity, age, faculty rank, as potential confounders of association between faculty rank and giving LPEs on final evaluations. 
Although we found a significant difference between the likelihood of receiving LPE on a midpoint evaluation compared with a final evaluation, there was wide variation in the use of midpoint LPEs. For instance, one faculty uh, for example, one faculty member gave more than 50% of learners LPEs at midpoint, but gave far fewer final summative LPEs. Thus, we did not include midpoint evaluations in our model. Because of non-statistical significance, the potential modifier effects of faculty age and faculty race, ethnicity, and interactive effects were dropped from the final model. Our primary hypothesis is related to faculty ranks, so it was carried forward despite a lack of statistical significance. Results were presented as odds ratios, OR, along with a 95% confidence interval, CI. Statistical significance level was set at alpha equals 0.05. All analyses were conducted with SAS statistical software version 9.4.4, including the Glimix procedure to fit the model SAS Institute, Inc., Cary, North Carolina. Part 3. Results. The dataset included 50,120 evaluations, 32,024 final evaluations, 64%, 18,096 middle evaluations, 36%, completed by 585 faculty evaluators on 3,447 students. Table 1, between January 2007 and April 2021, with a total of 1,418 2.8% LPEs given. Assistant professors submitted the most evaluations, 70%, followed by associate and full professors, 15% each. Female faculty submitted 51.3% of evaluations, and the median age of faculty was 43, range 28 to 87 years, at the time the evaluation was completed. Per the race and ethnicity categories employed by the University of Texas system, 89% of evaluations were completed by faculty that self-identified as non-Hispanic, with 46% white, 36% Asian, and 24% other. Low-experience faculty completed 38% of evaluations as defined in the methods. Middle-experience completed 21% of evaluations, and high-experience faculty completed 42%. Faculty were more likely to give LPEs at the midpoint, 4.9%, compared with the final, 1.6%, evaluation. Odds ratio, 4.004, 95% confidence interval, 3.59 and 4.53, p-value less than 0.001. Table 1 shows the results of univariable associations and descriptive statistics for final evaluations. 2% of final evaluations were LPEs. Assistant professors gave the most LPEs, 67%. Associate professors gave 15%, full professors gave 18%, female faculty gave 63% of LPEs, 90% of LPEs were given by non-Hispanic faculty, white faculty gave 47% of LPEs, Asian faculty gave 27%, and other faculty gave 26%. Low-experienced faculty gave 54% of LPEs, 22% by middle-experienced faculty, and 24% by high-experienced faculty. The percentages of LPE per year as a percentage of total evaluations given in that year are shown in Figure 1. Table 2 shows the results of our final model. The null model had an Akaike Information Criteria, AIC, fit statistic of 5,359.73, whereas our final model had an AIC of 5,006.32, suggesting a better fit. The likelihood of LPE decreased significantly with each calendar year during the study period. Table 2, odds ratio 0 0.94, 95% confidence interval, 
0.9 and 0.97, p-value less than 0.01. Full professors were significantly more likely to give an LPE than assistant professors. Odds ratio, 1.62, 95% confidence interval, 1.08 and 2.43, p-value 0.02. Women were more likely to give LPEs than men. Odds ratio, 1.88, 95% confidence interval, 1.37 and 2.58, p-value 0.01. Experience was not associated with LPE. In this large, section four, discussion. In this large cohort of clerkship evaluations submitted over 15 years, we found that LPEs were relatively rare, presenting 2.8% of all final evaluations. Fortunately, the large sample side allowed us to draw conclusions about this rare but important event in medical education. Most previous work was qualitative and included smaller samples. Other research focused on predictors of an honors grade. One large study identified keywords in resident evaluations to predict failure to progress, but did not investigate the role of faculty factors. We also implemented a sophisticated hierarchical model that allowed us to control for multiple potential confounders, including the lower prevalence of senior faculty compared with junior faculty, specific clerkship, e.g. inpatient wards versus general medicine clinic, and year. Based on this model, LPEs were over three times more commonly submitted at the midpoint, formative evaluation, compared with final, summative evaluations. Full professors were more likely to submit summative LPEs than assistant professors, independent of faculty experience, as measured by number of evaluations completed during the study period. Women were more likely to give LPEs compared with men. Overall, LPE frequency decreased over time, despite increased emphasis on direct observation and implementation of competency-based education at our institution. Although this observational study cannot determine causes, we hypothesize that junior faculty may be hesitant to document substandard student performance due to fear of negative consequences, particularly poor teaching evaluations. Teaching evaluations are an important component of assessment for promotion, selection for teaching awards, and other advancement and leadership opportunities. Our hypothesis is supported by the difference in grading between junior and senior faculty that persisted even after controlling for specific subspecialty rotations, changes in evaluation forms, faculty experience, and grade inflation over time as potential confounders. This has been documented in previous research, which also found that faculty may be reluctant to give LPEs to avoid personal stress, the administrative burden caused by failing a student, lack of faculty development, or guilt about trainee outcomes. However, these causes would likely be constant among faculty at different academic rank, especially after controlling for experience based on number of evaluations submitted. Given data from undergraduate institutions that junior faculty avoid providing negative feedback in order to maintain good student evaluations, it would not be surprising if similar patterns were seen in medical education. However, institutions may be reluctant to de-emphasize student evaluations in promotion. Clinician researchers, for whom teaching evaluations may be less critical for advancement, may be both more likely to be promoted and give lower evaluations. Our dataset did not include information on the specific track, e.g. clinician educator and tenure track researcher, of each faculty member at the time of student evaluation, and promotion guidelines vary during the study period. 
Tenure is more common among faculty at the rank of full professor compared with either associate professors or assistant professors. Although there are tenured associate professors at our institution, the proportion of tenured full professors is much higher. This may help explain why we found no difference in LPEs between assistant and associate professors in our cohort, but there was a difference between assistant professors and full professors. Future studies should investigate the relationship between grade inflation, faculty tracks, and tenure. Changing work patterns that limit the time that faculty spend with individual students may contribute to grade inflation. In past, teams rotated monthly, and thus faculty were able to observe student performance over time. Recently, two-week and even one-week blocks have become more common. Previous studies observed that decreased time with a learner also decreased the likelihood that a faculty would be willing to submit a failing evaluation. Thus, the benefit of the doubt may decrease the frequency of LPEs. We investigated the effect of faculty gender and race on student evaluations. Race and ethnicity did not predict LPE, but women were more likely to submit LPEs compared with men at a similar academic rank. We lack the data to determine whether and how LPEs given by male and female junior faculty affect promotion, academic awards, and leadership positions, but there may be more important areas for future research here. Accurately identifying struggling students is important to help the student improve, but also for the public good. Previous educational quality improvement work has performed root cause analysis on student failure, but failure to fail may be a more serious critical event given its potential impact on patient care. Emphasis on a growth mindset in learners should help, would help them interpret low scores as tools to guide their educational growth. Better education and training of faculty and students on the impacts of gender, race, and ethnicity on evaluations may also help them provide more focused, useful assessments of each other. Over time, such an environment would support more inclusive learning and professional development. Though large, our data are from a single institution. Thus, our findings may not generalize to other institutions with different populations of students or faculty or different grading systems, e.g. narrative evaluations rather than Likert scale forms. We also excluded surgery and OBGYN clerkships because they submit group evaluations, which may limit generalizability to faculty from procedural subspecialties. Further studies should investigate how various grading mechanisms, pass-fail, qualitative or narrative, formative versus summative, can help faculty identify students with substandard performance. Our finding that LPEs are more frequently given at the midpoint compared with the final evaluation suggests that the honest feedback may be more likely to be provided, may be more likely to be provided at the formative evaluation, although more investigation will be needed as midpoint LPEs remain rare in our cohort. Optimistically, perhaps CBME-driven faculty development prompted meaningful formative feedback in multiple contexts, verbally or in the context of our EPA forms, over the study period, and thus more students achieved competence and did not require an LPE. As students implement competency-based education, it is critical to understand and address factors that may prevent faculty from accurately and reliably identifying substandard performance. Our data set did not contain student information that may have influenced evaluations, including student demographics and student performance as assessed with other indicators, e.g. exams, residency milestones, and patient outcomes. Thus, we do not know whether LPEs are related to future patient care. Longitudinal follow-up of learners can help determine how reliably LPEs identify students with competency deficits and whether problematic physicians received LPEs during medical school. 
Our findings can guide future research, investigating the barriers to accurate evaluation of medical students, allowing CBME to reach its potential for professional growth and patient safety.